Good morning, it's Monday, May 6th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Jihadists' newest tactic is DIY terror. Syria condemns Israeli assault near Damascus, and last hope in ruins. Race to save Shahina. We hear the latest from Bangladesh. In today's national headlines, sequester leads to creative stopgap measures. Pritzker's answers on finances hint at the road ahead. And Kennedy Library gives Giffords a Profile and Courage Award. In today's financial headline, aircraft makers shy from building new jets. A call for new blood on the board of J.P. Morgan and USA Network strays from the script to explore sitcoms and reality shows. There will be more business stories, more world and national news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Bill Keller. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories and news analysis, it's called Jihadist Newest Tactic is DIY Terror. It's written by Scott Shane. Aware that intensified American counterterrorism efforts have made an ambitious September 11th-style plot a long shot, Al-Qaeda propagandists for several years have called on their devotees in the United States to carry out smaller-scale solo attacks and provided the online education to teach them how. I strongly recommend all of the brothers and sisters coming from the West to consider attacking America in its own backyard, wrote Samir Khan, an American who joined al-Qaeda's Yemen branch and emerged as an advocate of homegrown, do-it-yourself terrorism before he was killed in an American drone strike in 2011. The effect is much greater. It always embarrasses the enemy, and these types of individual decision-making attacks are nearly impossible for them to contain, Khan wrote in a web publication. The Boston Marathon bombings, which the authorities believe were carried out according to instructions that Khan posted online, offer an example of just how devastating such an attack can be. It shows how plotters can construct bombs without attracting official attention. It offers a case study in the complex mix of personality and ideology at work in extremist violence. And it raises a pressing question. Is there any way to detect such plotters before they can act? The bombing killed three people versus 3,000 in the 2001 attacks, but it achieved the media impact that terrorists covet, marring a U.S. institution with television footage of gruesome injuries. The Boston case remains under investigation, and some facts set it apart from other domestic plots. FBI agents are still studying whether Tamerlan Sarnayev, 26, who's accused of carrying out the attack with his younger brother, Jokar, 19, received any training during a six-month visit last year to turbulent Dagestan in southern Russia. Agencies are reviewing whether two Russian warnings about the older brother in 2011 were handled properly. At a news conference on Tuesday, President Obama suggested the bombers acted on their own, saying that one of the dangers that we now face are self-radicalized individuals who are already here in the United States. Just a month before the Boston attack, the Qaeda branch in Yemen posted on the web the Lone Mujahid Pocketbook, a compilation of the do-it-yourself articles with English text, high-quality graphics, and teen-friendly shorthand. 
Are you dreaming of waging jihadi attacks against Kufar? The manual asks, using a pejorative term for unbeliever. Have you been looking for a way to join the Mujahideen in front lines, but you haven't found any? Well, there's no need to travel abroad because the front line has come to you.